Two places in the Bible, the first in Matthew and chapter 27. Matthew 27, and we'll begin here at verse 18. Just so you understand, my exercise, my burden tonight, is to speak to you about a man named Pilate, and just some things you can learn from this man. Matthew 27 and verse 18. This is speaking about Pilate. It says that he knew that for envy they had delivered him. They had delivered Jesus to him. When he was set down on the judgment seat, his wife sent unto him, saying, Have thou nothing to do with that just man? For I have suffered many things this day in a dream because of him. But the chief priests and elders persuaded the multitude that they should ask Barabbas and destroy Jesus. The governor answered and said unto them, Whether of the twain will ye that I release unto you? They said, Barabbas. Pilate saith unto them, What shall I do then with Jesus, which is called Christ? They all said unto him, Let him be crucified. Now over to the Gospel of John in chapter 18. John chapter 18, and we'll read here from verse 33. John 18 and 33. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again, and called Jesus, and said unto him, Art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight, that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate saith unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. Pilate saith unto him, What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again unto the Jews and saith unto them, I find, no fault, I find in him no fault at all. For those of you who have been with us this week, I have been identifying for you one of the things I think is great about the good news. The gospel means good news, and so what's so good about it? And the first thing, the thing that I think is primary, and what I've really been enjoying as a Christian, is that the good news is true. And so we have looked at Sunday on the truth of the scope of the gospel, that God wants all people to be saved. We notice the truth of the story of the gospel, that Christ has died, was buried, he has been risen, and he has been seen. We notice the truth about ourselves Jesus says that, verily, verily, this is true, you must be born again. We notice the truth about the scriptures. The Lord Jesus says again, verily, verily, he that hears my word, believes him that sent me, has eternal life. We notice the truth about our sin. Verily, verily, whoever commits sin is the slave of sin. Last night, we noticed the truth about salvation. So clear, the Lord Jesus says this, I am the door. By me, if any man enters in, he shall be saved. 
the truth about salvation. Tonight, you will notice in our reading, we did not read Verily, Verily. We read a very sad story of a man who was face to face with the truth. And this was his famous question and famous response to Jesus Christ. What is truth? Many philosophers since Pilate have asked and tried to answer that question. And I want you to notice some things about this man, Pilate, and his response to the truth. I want you to, first of all, look at the responsibility that he had. It was a responsibility he knew he had. We read there in Matthew. He says this, What shall I then do with Jesus, who is called Christ? I'm not sure if this has been made clear to you each night, but that is the responsibility that you have. Every person in this meeting, you have the responsibility in the chair you sit, not towards me, not towards any other member that gathers in this church, but you have a responsibility to Jesus Christ. And your responsibility is this. What shall I then do with Jesus, who is called Christ? He is the one who is on trial. He is the one who is, who is put before you, just like he was for this man. And so that was the responsibility. Pilate was a judge. He was a Roman official, and he was given the, resp- he was given the region of that part of, of Jerusalem. And this criminal... This rabbi named Jesus was brought before him. Now, as a judge, the most important question is what? If you were a judge here in in Livonia or in Detroit, what's the most important question when a trial comes forward? I've heard of different cases that might be coming forward before judges here in this city or district. Why is it that people bring up evidence and people bring up witnesses? Because the judge has to make a decision based on The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And that's why every witness has to still swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And yet, it's so strange that the Lord Jesus comes, and after this back and forth that he has, the Lord Jesus tells Pilate, the judge, that I have actually come into this world to bear witness, to point people to the truth. And the judge's response is, what is truth? Many people have struggled to figure out, was Pilate asking a sincere question? Was this one moment in his life where he was actually asking, Jesus, what is truth? I really want to know the truth. I've been longing for the truth. I don't think so. I think here was a man, and he looked at the, the, at the criminal, and he says, now, come on. What is truth? Who really cares about the truth? You really think I became governor of this part of Judea because of the truth? It's all about image here in Jerusalem. And it's all about image here in the Roman government. As long as I portray the right image, as long as everybody thinks something about me, as long as it seems to be good or seems to be true or feels like it's good, that's all that matters. But Jesus has, and so he asked Jesus, What is truth? He just dismisses it. What I've been trying to bring before you is truth, and the truth that we've been talking about is the most important thing. That's the most important thing. It was January 28th, 1986. I wasn't born. But uh, (laughs) there are some things that have happened on live TV that are clips all through YouTube and 
you shouldn't waste your time watching them, but anyway, people have made just viral things of gaffes that happen on live TV. And there's all kinds of strange things that have happened. Some of them make people laugh. This isn't one of them. On January 28th, a space shuttle called the Challenger. Some of you know. Some of you remember where you were, maybe. It lifted off, and on live TV, CNN was recording it and broadcasting as that spaceship lifted off, and they followed it as it was going through the sky, and then to the shock, and you can still find this video online, to the shock of many people, it just exploded. Seven astronauts lost their lives. I was interested in finding this story. I didn't know this. Six months, six months before that spaceship took off, there was an engineering company that was hired to work on the O-rings. One of the 15 engineers felt that the O-rings were not safe. They were not properly tested for the cold in an atmosphere above. After trying to convince many other people, finally the 15 said, well, we can't agree unanimously. And so they talked to NASA that they shouldn't launch the Challenger. They were fearful, it says here, of the overnight sub-freezing temperatures, and the O-rings wouldn't function properly. NASA responded, take your engineering hats off and think of business and think of the, and think of the, uh, of the area that we're standing on, the cusp of new opportunity, a space shuttle going off into space. And so they launched it. And within just a I think it's, I watched it today. Within less than two minutes, that space shuttle exploded. And guess what the malfunction was? The O-rings. The whole majority had it all right. Don't worry about it. It's all good. What was the most important question that day? A question that they all should have circled. A question that they all should have considered. What's the truth? What's the truth about those rings? Not whether it's going to make us famous, not whether it's going to make us feel like we're big shots here in NASA, but what's the truth? And too bad they didn't listen to the truth. I hope you won't be like that. I hope you will listen to the truth. Listen to the truth that the Lord Jesus has, has come to testify about. You know, we live in a world of all kinds of philosophies. There's the agnostic. We, Johnny and I have talked to people who, who believe like this, and their, their philosophy is that you can't really know the truth. It might be out there, but no one can really know. Then there's people who are relativists, and they believe that you can't really have any claim to the truth. I mean, there's their truth, and there's your truth, and then there's my truth. But the Lord Jesus here says, I have come to bear witness to the truth. The truth. And Pilate says, what is truth? He sets aside the truth. It doesn't matter to Pilate. It doesn't matter when it comes to his judgment as a judge. It's a very strange thing. It's almost humorous. Here's a Jewish rabbi. He's not at all a violent man standing in front of Pilate. And he, Pilate asks him, are you a king? And the rabbi, the Jewish rabbi, the Lord Jesus says, well, my kingdom is not of this world. And nearly, it's like, and it's good it's not for you, huh? Because if it was of this world, then would my servants fight. 
That'd be downhill for you, buddy. <laughs> and, then, and then he says, I have actually come to bear witness of the truth. The people who will follow me, the people who will be in heaven, will be people who have believed the truth. Not a lie, not had some mystical experience, but people who have actually come face to face with the truth and accepted it. They will be people who are in heaven. And Pilate just dismisses it. What is truth? That's the world we live in. You ask people, is there a God? Maybe. Maybe not. doesn't really matter. You ask people, is there anything after life? Probably not, but maybe there is. Nobody really knows. And these are questions that we must know what the truth is about it. I had a very interesting statement here by a, a man that many of you would know. It says this, truth will stand by itself. A good man saying a wrong thing doesn't make it right. A bad man saying a good thing doesn't make it wrong. Truth stands on its own. Truth just stands. Doesn't need help from emotion. Doesn't need help from good singing, although you do very well here. Truth stands on its own. Here's the truth that Pilate set aside. The truth about God. You know, we talk to people just today. Johnny and I were talking to people at the door. One of the things that people come and we, we give them the invite. Inevitably, one of the first things we hear is, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. People feel good. There was a man named, there was a man by the name of Nietzsche. You may have heard of him, a philosopher. He had a lot of weird, twisted ideas, but there was one thing he said. Like I said, a bad man saying a good thing doesn't make it wrong. This is what he said. He said, sometimes people don't want to hear the truth because they don't want their illusions destroyed. They want to keep their illusions. People have this illusion that they're good. That they do good things, that they're a nice neighbor, that they're a good citizen, that they're on the, on the street they live in, they're very good, and, and people come to them and, and say those things about them, compliment them. But the question is, what's the truth about it? And the first thing we need to start at is where we started at the beginning of these meetings. We need to understand the truth about God. And here's the first truth about God, without exception, from the youngest baby in this meeting to the oldest man or woman here. Every one of us are going to meet God. From the preacher to the man in the back, every one of us are going to meet God. Here's the second truth about God. In our sins, we're not ready to meet him. We're not ready to meet God. God has told his people in one occasion in the Old Testament, you need to get ready, prepare, prepare to meet your God. And we're not ready to meet God. The truth about who we are, we are not good. The Bible says that there is none good. No, not one. This attitude, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm fine. I do, a good, I do good things. No, we're not good. The Bible says that we are all as an unclean thing. All the good things we do are like filthy rags. We're not good. The next thing you hear is that people say that, if you ask them, where will you be if you were to die tonight? A lot of people say, well, I think I'll be in heaven. I, I, I think I've done a good enough job, and I think I'll be in heaven. Now, what's amazing is that the Bible has made these things very clear. It's not hidden in some, some little portion of Ezekiel, and you have to really get out your Hebrew concordance and find it. It is very clear how a person gets to heaven. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to heaven except by me. 
It can't get more clear than that, and it's over and over and over in the Bible. And so the truth about where you're going. You know, I I asked Johnny, because there was a man at the door today, and we were there, and we just offered him one, and he just slammed the door in our face. Just get out of here. And I don't know. I, I haven't studied this enough to know. But I asked, do you think that people who do that, do you think that in hell they will remember slamming their door in the face of a preacher? Do you think that there's anyone here who will remember these gospel meetings? I don't know. But that's very sobering. I thought about it all afternoon. Just slam the door. No time for the gospel. No time for the truth. You know, you, as you sit in these seats, you are heading for eternity. You, all of us, are travelers to eternity. We will all one day take flight, just like this space shuttle. And we will just take flight to a never-ending eternity with God in glory or without him forever. And that's just the truth. And that there are people who set that aside, just like Pilate. Oh, what's truth? Who cares about eternity? Who cares about sin? Who cares about what you guys say? And that's the same response that Pilate gave to Jesus. Some people like to believe that their good works will take them to heaven. They think that if they do the best they can, if they live the best kind of life, whatever that means, if that means going to church, if that means praying, if that means being a good neighbor, that will get them there. And they totally miss the whole reason why Jesus came. He came to save people. He came to rescue people. People who were drowning, who couldn't help themselves, who couldn't swim. They needed a lifeguard. They needed a savior. And that's why he came. What did he do? Well, after this judgment, they took him outside the city. They drove nails into his hands and into his feet. They lifted him up on the cross for the whole world to see. And on the cross, God placed on him the punishment for our sin. Our sin is what is keeping us outside of heaven. Our sin, according to God, now here's the truth, our sin must be punished by God. He must punish sin. But the beautiful message of the gospel is that on the cross, God has punished sin. He has punished sin by punishing his own son. And on the cross, the Bible says that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our sin. Listen to these words. The punishment... The punishment so that we can have peace was placed on him. The punishment was on him. And with those stripes, we are healed. Three days later, God raised his son from the dead. And this is what God was saying. I am satisfied with the work of the Lord Jesus. I am satisfied with what he has done for sin. And when God was saying that, that was also the proof that he is not satisfied with any of the good works we do. You see, if you think that by doing your good works or by doing the best you can, or maybe you're waiting for some experience that you want to have, and that's your good work. Once I have this experience, once this light goes on, once I think the right thing, it is a total 
rejection of everything Jesus came to do. He came to save people, people who couldn't do the things for themselves, people who were drowning, and he came to save them. That's the truth. The sad thing about this man, Pilate, very sad story. He was face to face as a judge with the truth. And he just said this. What is truth? Who cares about the truth? It doesn't really matter. Is there a young person here or an older person? And that's your attitude? After these six nights? Who cares about the truth? Who cares about the truth about me, about my sin, about God, about his word? And you sit in these seats like Pilate. What is truth? If that's you today, I want you to think about one question, and I'm going to sit down. Where's Pilate today? Where's Pilate today?